Hi, I'm Maha Bulanane, and you're listening to Savvy Talk. Welcome to our special Ramadan series brought to you by Do Business called Inspiring Growth, where we're celebrating entrepreneurs and innovators who share their personal stories to help others learn valuable lessons. I'm joined today by Greg Pierce, head of Do's small offices, home offices, and small enterprises segment, known as Soho and SE. He is accountable for the end-to-end performance of the Soho and SE segment, improving market penetration, and evolving the customer experience and value propositions for their clients. Greg is a customer-focused and target-driven transformational leader with the proven ability to build a high-performance culture. He is skilled in defining and implementing complex business strategies and achieving high sales growth and operational excellence. We talk about the importance of building team culture and the lessons he has learned from being a professional footballer in the UK. Greg, thank you so much for being a guest on Inspiring Growth. It has been a tremendous journey to meet so many incredible entrepreneurs. And we're really excited to talk to you uh, as the executive from Do. And I want to hear about your experience during Ramadan so far. I absolutely loved it. It's my first uh, Ramadan in the Middle East. Um, and I've been really uh, I've been really moved by uh, how how much I've been able to enjoy the experience by sharing the experience of fasting with my team. So trying to support uh, the guys while they've been fasting, um, but also um, enjoying iftar and some suhoor and and really um, just really experiencing what people are feeling and talking to people about why it's so important. Um, it's really helped me, my experience um, of Ramadan uh, and my understanding. So I'll be so grateful for how much people have shared. Yeah, and it's it's a great way to experience the traditions and the cultures, and um, it's just a really special time of the year. So I'm glad that you got to experience your first one. So yeah. just giving us a little kind of uh, background about you, uh, really want to understand in one sentence, if you can, what is your job at Do? Wow, one sentence. Uh, so uh, my job is to uh, inspire growth in entrepreneurs, small businesses, and uh, small medium businesses by providing them with uh, the tools to grow. And what do you think that uh, from your experience in helping these small businesses grow and, and expand and scale their uh, their businesses to be bigger? You know, what are some of the the common things that you've seen that the successful entrepreneurs have shown to do? Resilience. All day resilience. These th- there's there's lots of ideas. There's lots of people think that have got the best idea, um, but the most successful ones are the ones who hit the speed bump and hit the problem, and then get back up the next morning and dust themselves off and go for the next opportunity. Um, you you very rarely, I would guess, that these entrepreneurs or small businesses hit the jackpot with the first. Um, opportunity but the ones who are open to failure and are willing to try things are the ones who most often eventually succeed and it's it's amazing to watch the the passion that people have for an idea um and selling that passion but it's the resilience it's absolutely the resilience what kind of uh, things did you face in your career where you had to show resilience and and pushing forward using your passion i mean the the transition from kind of my first career into uh, my second career. So starting 
playing football um and from going there to uh, making cups of tea for people um was was the first step on a journey of my own personal growth and along the way there was a lot of people who said oh you know you've only been doing this for a short period of time you, you know how, what do you know you were kicking a ball around you know six weeks ago wherever it might be but um just having a goal uh, and, and having a, a desire to succeed it was the biggest driver and many times there were many people who assumed I would fail at the next hurdle maybe even myself that that imposter syndrome maybe I found a level that I can operate at and pushing forward with the support of my friends and my family and the people around me um that that's been the biggest the biggest thing throughout my career yeah I see there's a lot of parallels when you think about it you were a professional football player uh you had to work in a team you had to collaborate you obviously had to face challenges. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Some of those things obviously are carrying forward in your professional career now. What is uh, your your professional, your previous football life teaching you about the business world today? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I always stick to is authenticity. When you're in a dressing room full of uh, people and voices and some big characters and some small characters, the one thing it teaches you is about collaboration and then as you grow and you become more certain of your own personality and your person it's very easy to just fall into a this person expects me to behave in this manner because other people do um but the biggest thing that i've brought to my career and uh, the biggest thing that i believe in is about being authentic authentic to you authentic to the way you do things and finding a way to bring some value to a team with your authenticity is the number one thing that I believe in. I, ca I can't say enough how much being me has brought me opportunities that are suitable for me rather than opportunities that are suitable for the person I'm pretending to be. So always authenticity. That's my number one rule. Authenticity plays a key role in communications. So how has communications played a role in growing your career and your team? I like talking. I think I like talking from a young age. I would often just go and talk to anybody that I could. Um, so open and honesty uh, in terms of your communication, but also the way you like. I'm a, I'm a big believer in communicating face-to-face. -face. Yeah. I like to sit in a room with people. I like to share their emotional and non-verbal cues as well as what they're saying is a, i'm a big believer in, in in communication being the number one driver for what takes people forward it, it, you have you have to be honest and bold and courageous and say things that you know might not be what the other person wants to hear and by being authentic and feeling that you can understand the way in which somebody else likes to communicate and flexing your style a little bit that, that that's been very much me yeah but in terms of my team i think communication upfront setting goals clear ambitions clear expectations and making sure that people not only understand why you're setting those ambitions and statements but they buy into the to the goal and the expectation and uh, you know i'm i'm not the I'm not the person who will dive right into the most minutiae of detail, but I love setting. This is where we'll be in six, 12, 18, 24 months and driving people, bringing people on the journey with passion and, and engagement and clarity of what we're going to achieve and what their part is on that journey. So as long alongside being authentic in the way you do it, 
communication is the particularly for me and i you know i won't speak to other people but the number one tool in my toolkit is communicating with people what lessons have you learned and you can share with other people from managing people and serving the clients because you are serving all the small businesses small business enterprises that are in the market so how how are you what is your approach to managing people and interacting with your clients um people managing people my my approach has always been you have to give something of yourself you have to share something of yourself you have to give an equal amount of um of you to the to the partnership and every every interaction is a partnership um i i i appreciate that hierarchically i might be the boss in some situations but if you buy into that person and their needs and their goals and their desires and you share yours then you form a bond and and forming that bond helps you drive towards the same goals and ambitions and finding like-minded people not necessarily with the same approach or the exact same opinion because that's dangerous but a desire to achieve yep. and a desire to take people forward and that's why i love entrepreneurs and small businesses because that desire to achieve is there and they're very open and transparent about the things that they need to drive their business forward what is it that we can bring to that small businesses do what is it that i can bring to my team and we'll sit around a table and there might be six or seven of us with totally different capabilities all sharing something all giving a little bit of their themselves to, to achieve the greater goal um so I love I loving I love leading teams because I love the different personalities, but I also love being able to see the achievements and the progression of them and see how they grow as part of their career. So just uh, I'm a small business and I really want support for my company. What what do I come to you to help me with? We're here to facilitate and enable the ideas that that they have incubated and grown. These are very often the most important hopes and dreams of entrepreneurs. And I've met many entrepreneurs who've talked about their business as if it is a baby. So we're here to just try and help them facilitate their goals. It, it, it's not complicated. It's not complex. It's a partnership, which is you tell us what you need and we'll tell you how we can help you facilitate it. And what that really means is we're trying to help them achieve their dreams that, that's what we're trying to do trying to help them get that growth and, and you work very closely with founders founders of these companies that are actually trying to build and scale their businesses and at the heart of every company is their culture in three words how important is culture or how would you describe the importance of culture in an organization the most important the most important. That, that's what culture is culture is the most important thing because the the outcome can be achieved in many different ways the 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 goals the targets the revenue numbers the profit numbers can be achieved in many different ways but to achieve sustainable long-term growth culture has to be the number one thing because you will build a business on a platform of sand without the right culture without surrounding yourself with people who want to contribute as part of the culture so when I try and build a culture in in my particular team, as I said, it's about it's about openness, it's about honesty, and it's um, I'm a big big Ted Lasso fan. And doing the right thing is never the wrong thing; is the best thing I've ever heard. So do the right thing by the people who work with you and for you, 
and they will reward you by more often than not doing the right thing back. So culture is so key. So I want to do like a rapid fire questions where I just give you a couple topics and then you say the do and the don'ts of that topic. Okay. So leadership, do's and don'ts. Do be clear and concise. Do share your vision. Don't sit on an ivory throne and just dictate. Be part of the team. Do's and don'ts of innovation. No idea is a bad idea. So say everything you're thinking and don't shut anybody down because you think theirs is a bad idea. Do's and don'ts of marketing. Do be bold. Do be different. Do dare to do something that nobody else has done. And don't be bland and boring, whatever you do. And do's and don'ts of customer management. Do put the customer first. Number one rule, put the customer first and don't make a decision that's just good for one side of the partnership. So if it's good for do, but bad for the customer, it's a bad decision. Last but not least, I want to talk about um, people who are going from dreamers to doers. So what makes a person go from being, a, in your eyes, from being a dreamer to a doer? And how does do help encourage that? Uh, I, I think it's confidence. So somebody who's dreaming um, has the confidence to take the first step. And it's, you know, again, bit cliche but every journey begins with the first step so those people who are bold enough to take the first step absolutely critical do share your vision with, with other people talk get people's ideas be willing to find a person who doesn't like the idea because that might advance you as far as somebody who loves your idea so um i think that, that those are the the things that i would suggest and how do can support um, well, I, I think we're constantly trying to engage with doers and dreamers uh, and provide feedback. We're trying to build products and portfolios that we think advance the capability of our um, of our offering in this segment. There's something that you think we don't do and we should do. Feedback. Tell us. It's a two-way partnership. The last question I have for you is what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs and business owners? So people who are thinking about starting a business who have an idea, who are dreamers, and really want to, to take that leap into entrepreneurship? I think it's about bravery. I, I, I think in, in, in our, all of our lives, we've had ideas where we've maybe doubted our capability to succeed, or we've doubted the validity of the idea. And we all have that nagging doubt that what if it doesn't, or what if I can't? The biggest bit of advice that um, I was ever given was across the course of your life, you may only make one, two, at most three decisions that will genuinely impact the direction that your life takes. So just try it, have a go, make the first step on that journey, and you never know where it might take you. Greg, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show today. You are inspiring growth by helping people achieve their dreams, and it really makes a big difference in the market and for these entrepreneurs I have spent uh, last month meeting several of Dubai's uh, most inspiring entrepreneurs in the market today, and I'm really excited to be part of this journey with you. Yeah, and I'd like to say thank you. The podcasts have kept me entertained. I think it's been uh, it's been phenomenal to hear the way that the entrepreneurs react and engage and the passion which they show. And we're trying to harness that passion to help become the leaders in this segment. So appreciate your time. 
uh, really, thanks for having me. I've I've loved it. We're just getting started. We are. We certainly are. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This brings us to the end of our Ramadan series brought to you by Do Business, where we featured eight successful entrepreneurs and explored how they turned their dreams into reality. We've had the founder of the Espresso Lab, the 100 Wellness Center, Gravity DXB, and so many more inspiring stories. I hope you get a chance to listen to all of them. We'll be back soon with new episodes. Until then, you can follow me on Instagram at Mahagaber. See you soon. Do, 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 do.